Let me just throw out this pulp, and then we can hit the ground running. Are you, is that just straight celery juice? Mm-hmm. And you like that? I do. I genuinely really like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, relatively, I would say. How yeah. are you? I'm fabulous. What time is it right now for you? Is it 11? Time zones are wild. Time zones are really hard for me. For for me too. I have um, one of my friends lives in Ukraine right now and I still, like he's been there for two years. I can't, I can't get over it. It just really doesn't make a lot of sense. I was like foraying into the relationship with this man who was in the Marines and was um, deployed to Australia. And I was like, damn, what's what's the 411? What's going to happen tomorrow? And he was like, that's not how it works, you fucking <laughs> So did you meet him before he was, like, in Australia? Yeah, on Hinge. <gasps> Hinge. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Which I'm trying to get sponsored by Hinge for no reason. Like, we all, Hinge needs to sponsor us. And I, but I, and I hate Hinge. I mean, I hate dating apps, really. I feel like I should be better. I feel like we both should be good, actually, at dating apps. Because we're funny, and we're witty and stuff, but it doesn't matter, and I feel like I meet guys, I feel like sometimes, sometimes I am really good at dating apps, and we have this, like, amazing conversation, and then I meet them in person, and they're like, I didn't think you would actually be funny, and, like, you're funnier than I am, and now, like, they stopped, and then they stopped talking to me. Okay, here's my roommate and I, Kristen, shout out to Kristen, she, um, oh, or maybe I should maintain her anonymity, shout out to Tammy, but, um. (laughs) She and I talk about this all the time that like guys meet people like us and they're like, damn, they must have some deeply seated issues. Then when you're actually funny and confident and smart and doing what you need to do, they're like, ah, no. I thought there'd be like an easy in here for me to fuck you up a little more. I thought I was actually going to have the upper hand because you were much more broken than I thought. (laughs) That's not true. Yep. I used to have Tinder, and my, my thing on there, like, you could just have, like, one bio or whatever. Right. I don't even, like, remember anymore. It used to just be, I'm funnier than you, but it's okay. And every single man would just message me, and he'd be like, what kind of jokes you got? And I'm like, oh, Yeah. But every, it's like, I find it um interesting, if not appalling, how many guys will be like, I will... I will make you crack up. Like, <laughs> okay. Do you, how many men never, have made would, you laugh, Devin? How many guys have made me laugh? Yeah. Like, I can count the number of men who have truly made me, like, a giggle. Um, so there's, for me, there's two kinds of humor. Well, main kinds, umbrella kinds. Like, humor that's actually humor, and then, like, people who are funny because of the things they do because they're not Wait, that's that such a good smart. way to put it. Sometimes, do you, do you know people in improv? Um, I do know people in improv. I, I try not to involve myself. Well, I live in Chicago and there's like a big comedy scene Uh here. And so a lot of, especially when I was like working at Starbucks and stuff, like a lot of people were in that scene and Mm -hmm. it got to the point where I was like, I can have one friend who I can sponsor. Like, I can go to your shows, I can support you, 
and and then my quota is filled. I feel like honesty in those situations maybe is the best policy. So something as subjective as comedy really. Yeah. I can't, if I have like an emotional connection to you I and you want to maintain a friendship, you shouldn't invite me to your comedy show because if I don't like it, you will know. That's so funny. But um, like that doesn't mean, that's not anything against them, but then like also someone's sense of humor is so important yeah and I think it's really personal it is it's like it's like insulting someone's you're insulting someone's personality if you say that you don't like their sense of humor yeah um and I think too as a as a person that is regarded as funny it gets more complicated because people people hold your opinion in high esteem right yeah Way to say but that. I just can't give it sometimes. Yeah, SARS. So let's introduce you <laughs> 10 minutes later. Um, what is, What was the name that I texted you and said that I was going to be? Mm. Tatiana Schmande or something like that? <laughs> so Tatiana Schmande, how old are you? I'm 26. This is a great age. 26 is good pretty age. good. I think 28 is going to be the best year. I think so 29 is going to mm. be real good. It's like I such a classy number, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. And what? Where do you live? And what do you do? I live in Newport Beach, California, and I'm a speech therapist. How long have you been in California? I've been in California for over two years. I literally had no, I like I thought nobody that, does. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> so we went to college together, and. Yes. Are there people that you thought that you would be, like, still so tight with after college, and now you're like, they don't even know you live in California? <laughs> not, it's not people that I thought I would still be tight with, but about people that I thought followed me more closely than they actually do. Yeah, that's I, it's it, not yeah. It's not about our relationship. It's about them idolizing me in some way, and they just don't. <laughs> that's so real. I'm always like, you didn't know I lived in Chicago? And but, like, what are, you, what are they doing? I don't know. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea where they are. I just assume that everyone's still in Ohio, I guess. Oh. Yeah. I assume that everyone's still obsessed with me, so. <laughs> and also that. Okay, so, and uh, what's your what's your relationship status? Um, it's complicated. Really? Um, so actually, I agreed to do this podcast with you, and I was a little nervous about it because I am not a relationship or dating kind of person. Yeah. Um, so I'll like go on a few dates with people, but like I've had one boyfriend in my life. Yeah, me too. Um, and, but not even like, like my longest relationship has probably been three months. My longest relationship was five months. It's like hard to explain because I feel like I have really like deep friendships I've cultivated and I have like these really, all these meaningful relationships in my life. But when it comes to a romance, I feel like I've never been much of a relationship person. I just am very clear about, I think, on what I'm looking for and what differentiates a friendship and a relationship. I think a lot of people don't have those good friendships, so they can't tell the difference between being a really good friend with someone and being romantically involved. Yeah. When you're dating someone, do you often get to a point where it's like you're so comfortable with them that it's almost platonic? Oh, I don't ever date anyone that long. Okay. Ever. Yeah. No. It's like I don't have really like a lot of times when I'm like... Oh, yeah. This person, whoa, <laughs> I, we should go on a date. 
So when you're on which dating apps, good because I, which is probably good because I don't pull that off very well. <laughs> that was so genuine. When you're, <laughs> when you're on dating apps, then what makes you be like, sure? Um, because I know most of the time it won't. <laughs> so you go on one date with someone. But I don't even go on that many, no. So, like, there are a few people that you just, like, click, that I just click with, I guess. Like, the conversation's going really well. They're, they appear to be someone that I could see myself with. Yeah. Usually, like, you agree to hang out with these people and nothing ever comes of it. No, So I'll be like, yeah, sure. And part of it, part of it is them actually following up like that's a huge thing like yeah. for me I really don't care if it never goes anywhere yeah is Kristen there is she weighing in she's no she what are you doing she oh she's burning her toast oh no and that's not a sexual innuendo <laughs> burning the toast in the living room because <laughs> we're two girls that live together that's what we do what could burning the toast mean sexually um <laughs> Damn, I don't know. What do you think? Let's continue. Um I do I was in the middle of a thought. Um I'm like in I'm um cu- cultivating a relationship with someone right now. Cultivating. Let's just put it that How did yeah. you meet them? At the fucking gym. I how so how did it go down i recently this is i you're gonna just just put my name because everyone's gonna know based on my description who i am i just recently started going to a boxing gym that opened um and he is a coach at the boxing gym oh he's an instructor yeah i i know how what are his arms like his arms are really nice. His, he has a hole is nice. And I don't like that word, but it's just, that's like a blanket term that can describe physical features and personality traits. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm really not a person to even talk to people at the gym. This is a little different because it's like only group classes, really. Yeah. But I have, do you have, I'm sure you have this because we're really similar, but... Do you ever see people in a public setting um, and you think to yourself, like, that person is so intriguing that I must pursue some sort of interaction with them? Yes. Okay. And usually it's, like, a little, it's, like, a motion or something that they say. Like, did you know, and I shouldn't even say this because, like, I barely knew him, but Anuj in college. Yes. So I met him maybe two or three times total. And the first yeah. time I ever met him, he, like... Someone said something stupid, and he was, like, sitting on the floor, like, playing with something, and he just looked at them, like, for so long, and I was like, I love you. <laughs> I need I, to be I, Wait, did we have, did, wait, hold on, did that happen with each other? Did, I don't, are we that way? <laughs> now that I say that, I kind of feel like we've had, that was part of our discussion that we had, like, wow, we're really, sim- like, the reason that we, we, like, met each other, and we were like, oh my god, wait. <laughs> I don't know how we really met, though. I, I remember, like, being really close to you physically at the O that one time. <laughs> and, like, following each other around. 
Um, yeah. And I know that you were in Greek God and Goddess. Oh my God! Was that the was that the um the, the Great Gatsby? One? Yeah. You the sang. one where they called they called me out. Laura Mayer called me out for doing Creed and having having a Creed obsession, and I was like, "Ew, what the fuck." It's a Creed impression. <laughs> Your fun fact, it says here you have a, a, a Creed obsession. And I looked at her like, how dare you slander me in this room full of my peers? I'm not obsessed with Creed. I said Creed impression. Did you correct her? Like, yeah, Good. That's exactly what I said. Like, don't go throwing that out there. Oh, like, God. what? I went out with a guy, like, a few months ago, who he didn't say it was his favorite, but he did mention Creed. Wow! And I immediately, I was like, ironically, right, or? no. Oh. So I already was like, okay. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to like a Nine Inch Nails concert tomorrow, no. and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Okay, so you're cultivating a relationship with someone. Yeah, so he got, just got out of a... He just got out of a relationship, like, a, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he, like... And I hate saying this because I, I think this is an excuse that a lot of people use, mm -hmm. but he had been, like, interested in getting... In ending the relationship for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did, and then we had been hanging out in groups, and apparently he felt the same, as compelled to get to know me as I felt compelled. to get to know him. Yeah. And, um, so then we hung out one-on-one, -on -one and he was basically just like, yo, I'm, I, I don't know, I have feelings for you, which I thought was a really good move, and we're just taking it easy, because he was just in a relationship. Yeah. That's so lovely. Isn't it? That's Isn't really it nice. And I know. And you know what? I was very, like, um, concerned about about it. And then I was kind of like, mm, why the fuck are you giving so much pushback on something that you have, like, think something that fits the bill for what you've been looking for? Yeah. Type of thing? Yeah. Um, and so then now we're hanging out doing the damn thing we're not like dating but we're not not dating we're going on dates but we are not in a relationship you're in limbo yes but it sounds like a very nice limbo it really is i'm not like super uh hard pressed to make it official yeah i'm making air quotes for everyone that's listening <laughs> <laughs> Quote, unquote, I guess that, that's where I would say quote, unquote, official, sorry. <laughs> You're so silly. Okay, I'm going to look at our, <laughs> I'm looking at our text messages, because we had some things we needed to talk about. We, oh my god, we have a, uh, I feel like I respond as I, in real time, listening to each podcast. Good, I like when people do that. My feelings on the, on the guest, my problems with the guest, yeah. and how our podcast needs to branch off of theirs. So, who have do you have a standout favorite so far of the people that you've listened to? Oh my god. The first guy. I yeah. still love him. Yeah. He's great. Except for what did he say? Lube. Uh, um making girls orgasm? Yeah. 
What yeah. did he say about it? Uh, that he t- that he t- has taken it to heart. And it's in, like, the Torah or something. Yeah. Or the Tal- Talmud. Right. Well, first of all, you said, I want to talk about being a couch potato in a wanderluster world. Ah. That was real good. Okay, you said... Him talking about Jewish men giving women orgasms, I feel uncomfortable. And I responded, I don't believe him. I feel like they think they can. And you said, I also don't trust his answer. I know, but what did he say? You said the fact that he hesitated before he uses the word service. Oh! Oh! Oh my god! No guy that's making a girl come every time he's with her is like... I have an obligation for my religion to, uh... Service. Service women. So, here's my thing, is, like, I think a lot of guys talk a really big game about... What was that face for? Um, look, I'll show you. Ooh. That's incredible. So beautiful. Really good toast. Burnt the toast. Okay, so maybe... Okay, so going back to the burnt toast topic, uh, just sidebar... (laughs) <laughs> I agree with Kristen. Burning the toast is when you're like in a in a mutual soaking situation, like a mutually agreed upon soaking situation, and then it gets weird because you're in there for too long. Whoa! I was gonna say when your vibrator um, electrocutes you. <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> or just- you realize like you're not properly lubricated in that situation. Which, why wouldn't you be? Because everyone should have lube, right, Lauren? Everyone should have lube. <laughs> all the time. So, guys talking about, like, always making girls orgasm, I feel like it's just... Uh, I mean, there's no way you've, you've made... You, there, you haven't. I promise you, you haven't. Also, there's so many factors. I'm not even saying this in a judgmental way, like... No, not at all. There's it's, no way... There's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. I'm it's, it's not even in his you can try a guy can try as hard as they possibly can and there's still there are impediments. One time out of 10, yeah, or more, yeah. Someone's not going to orgasm. Yeah. And I think I was a little more like hyper aware or sensitive to that topic because mm-hmm. orgasming with other people is not something that comes easily to me whatsoever. And so yeah. well, like not at all. And so I'm kind of sitting there like, I mean, it's great to give it the old college try. But I think a lot of guys have this attitude that it's like, oh, well, I'm amazing because I always try or I always like do this. I always, I'm so good at making girls come. And for people like us who maybe like don't get there all the time, it's kind of like, okay, like good job or whatever. Yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. And to... I feel like what he was saying insinuated that that defines a sexual encounter. Like, right? It it really depends person to person. Like, have I have there been situations where I'm like, you're not even going to give me the orgasm that I deserve? Wow! 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 Get me out of here! I, there has been those times. Yeah. But in a properly functioning sexual encounter, like, I don't need to orgasm to enjoy myself. Exactly. Like, I think, um, and that's a question that I've asked a lot of people on the podcast, like, does sex need to end an orgasm? And I don't think that it does. And if it did, then I would never have sex. Um, I feel like, for me, it's a, it's like a one party, 
a one party requirement, hopefully. But I also, that being said, I haven't been in a relationship long enough to get to a point where like you're, you're, the sex is more routine. Yeah. Like laid back in that way. Yeah. You know, That's a good where point. it's like, like, yeah, it's, I'm still like, I'm always in a phase where I'm like kind of trying to impress someone, you know? Yes. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. Or at least figuring out like, are we sexually compatible? Yeah. And in that case, you kind of want one party to orgasm to like confirm that compatibility. That's so deep and wise. I'm really interested in when it becomes okay with different couples for you to be like, you've establish that you're sexually compatible and then you kind of move on to the next step where you're like it would make it better for me like if we did this or like I need this or whatever you know what I mean so this is this is something that I'm really excited to talk about (gasps) because my sex with my current partner Mm -hmm. it was like that off the bat like and I've never communication. Had yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, like I like it when you do this. I think we should try that. Mm-hmm. I in the future am interested in doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's more of a conversation. Yeah. Um, than it has ever been for me. So it's. I mean, it's the best sex I've ever had. Honestly, oh, it's so good. Do you guys talk about it, like, during or after? Or, like, how, how does the conversation Both. come up? Both. Both. Um, so, okay, so basically this is how it, it escalated. Um, or, like, progressed. Mm-hmm. So, um, he had told me that sex for him was much more of an, like, an emotional thing yeah. than for most people of his profile, I guess, like age, life stage, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And, um, so I tried to take it easy because I was trying to determine it when he first told me if he had feeling, he had feelings about me or first told me that he had feelings about me. If he, if I just liked his attention, um, because I didn't want to get in, we are very good friends. Um, so like, I didn't want to, treat him like that if I didn't have to yeah um so one of our like first dates we were making out and like I have literally making out for me is is like shaking hands as they say like I'll make out with almost anyone (laughs) literally almost um (laughs) amazing but him and I were making only making out clothes on and I was like overwhelmed overwhelmed in a good way it felt like we were having sex but we weren't (gasps) having sex incredible right right so then it basically it like came up that we I like it was gonna escalate to sex because that's my go-to like Uh I'm kind of like I'm not not having sex with the person that I like I I don't know it's just like painting me in a very like um 
sexually explorative way, which is not a problem, but you know, I get it. People, people judge. So, um, so, so like, because I knew that's how he felt about sex, I was kind of like, whoa, pump the brakes because this for me is where I would like escalate it. And I don't want to do that with you yet. Um, and I think that really like opened uh, it up to being honest about what we were feeling and what we were doing. And um, it just kind of went from there, mm-hmm. I guess. It started the conversation like right away. Yeah. And then the conversation never stopped. No. That's great. Yeah. So do you want to share like what kinds of things you talk about or is that a bridge too far? No, I can talk about it. Um, So basically, like, I was really straightforward with him about having trouble orgasming at someone else's hand. (laughs) Um, And about, like, not needing to orgasm, too. Yeah. So so we're – him and I are very similar in that we get pleasure from our partner's pleasure. Okay. So he had a really hard time for a little bit when I was like, no, it's not about you. Like, I – I just, you can do all you want and I just don't yeah. trust you in that way. Not because you've given me a reason, but because I'm programmed to be that way. Yeah. Um, we talked about this, like deeply seated issues from my adolescence or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um right. But like, um, that's, we talked about that and, um, we I started using a vibrator like almost immediately with in him? sexual encounters. Or, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because that's what I feel comfortable with, and I know that he really wants me to orgasm, mm-hmm. and I do too. So I was like, "Listen, this is like how it's gonna go." And he's still what I really like about him. He still puts in the effort, and he'll still say things to me like, I can't wait till I make you come one day. Like, oh, isn't that sweet? That's amazing. I know. And I know, I know. know That's so nice. Right? And to, like, have that in in a way that isn't for someone to want me to get the best out of it without pressuring me to do so is so refreshing and so reassuring to me yes um that it makes the sexual encounters so much better and I was gonna say like someone making you feel safe and secure like that is gonna Mm -hmm. get you 10 times closer to orgasming with him than it would with someone who was simply like I don't know, like patient or uh, like you know, like there's a difference. Oh no, are you there? Ah! Are you there? Yeah. Wait, are I can you? see you. Hi, Yay. it's me. I'm back. <laughs> you're kind of fuzzy, but at least you're moving now. Dare I say, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> lucky me. So that actually, I mean, that really speaks to me because I've always had that problem, and I feel like even when. I've talked about it to people, it then becomes this thing where they, like, know, and then I'm just, like, more self-conscious of it. Yeah. You know? So that's so amazing that he, like, took it in, like, I didn't even know there was, like, a right way that someone could take that, but he took it the right way, and he's, like, doing the right things with it. Like, he 
I really am impressed by him in that regard. Yeah. Like, he's just like, okay. And, and like, so many people, like, as much as you reassure them that it's not their fault that you don't trust them, it's like a, like, like you have trust issues. Yeah. People are like, like, you don't trust me? And you're like, no, 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 it's not. It's, it's like, I trust you on a baseline level, but there are like five people in my life at age 26 that I trust. Implicitly, completely, like. Right. So think about that though. It's, it's kind of hard to say just because like a lot of people orgasm together or like talk about orgasming together, but like. What is an orgasm if not, like, the most intimate fucking thing you can possibly have happen to you? And then you just, like, meet someone on one date and they're like, it'll be fine. I can do this for you. Like, no, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've even said to him, like, is it, does it bother you that it's, like, a me thing? Like, that... Right. Like, does it take away from your experience that it's clearly a me thing? Like... We don't really, like, kiss or... I mean, a little, like... We don't really... He takes a very passive role. Mm. Like, I'm... It's, I'm basically masturbating. You're moving around. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because... Like, think about when you are... I don't know if you masturbate, but, like, when... I'm, I masturbate, like, every day. I masturbate, like, three times a day. It's fine. That's uh, amazing. Not every day, but, like, if I have time, what else would I... Pa- yes. What should else would I do with my time? If I'm hungover, it's the way my to... numbers go up. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I, like, for some reason, have gotten into my head that if I orgasm, my hangover will go <laughs> Okay, I think I heard an urban myth one time that orgasms make headaches go away. So, here's the thing. I, this is going to seem like I'm getting off topic, but I swear it's going somewhere. I have high blood pressure. My doctor doesn't know why. She's concerned. I recently got a headache. I've had it for like two weeks now. It's a dull headache. You still if have I it right now? Yes. If I exercise or have sex, I get like a migraine. Um, it most most of the time, like it doesn't happen every time. Yeah. Um, but like all around, like a halo, like all around the front, the back, the sides of my head. Beyonce. And I have sensitivity to light. So I had to go to the doctor last Friday, and my diagnosis code was headache associated with sexual activity type 1. Wow. So everybody that was interacting with me (laughs) knew what was up. (laughs) And I was like... Do you have... Is there a a cure yet? No, I had to get an MRI. That came back normal. I don't have any lesions or tumors of any kind, which is super sick. I love that. So dope. Um, so now they're kind of like, oh, well, we're not that worried about the headache. I just have to, like, warm up. <laughs> I guess. Before like, sex? Yeah. Like, if it escalates very quickly, and it's the same thing with exercise. If I, if I, if it escalates very quickly, then I get a headache. Hmm. Um, so I have to, like, warm up. So before sex, what would that look like? Um, just, like, more foreplay, taking it easy, like, if I'm on top, like, I have to be slower first. Yeah. I feel like I want to use that excuse for future people who try to, like, jackhammer me, and I'm like, oh, I get get sex-induced 
headaches if you try to have bad sex with me. So I need to like take it slow. What you were saying about basically like masturbating on top of that though, that's incredible because think about how we were, then we like talked about ourselves masturbating. So that's where that went. Yeah. Like think about how you make yourself orgasm. Like, doesn't it make sense that you should just like be doing that with another person in bed with you? And I feel like that's what I want out of my sexual encounters is just for them to give me space to do what I need to do because Mm -hmm. for a long time and sometimes still sex still feels like a little bit of a performance for like this other person, which is ridiculous because they should just feel like grateful to be in the same bed as me. And yet I'm like, gotta pull out all the stops. Like, do I? You know what? I just feel like if I know I have a hard time, but I know that I I can do it. Right. If I know I have a hard time with other people, but I know that I can do it. Yeah. Then, and he really wants it to happen, mm-hmm. but coming from, like, a, a good place. Yeah. Why wouldn't I check all the boxes because he's only learning from that if they're a good person right like what else is he gonna do while he's laying there watching me besides take notes exactly they have they they want it but it has to be like coming from the right place yes so that's key yes like i think about different types of sex like rough sex or kind of being like slapped around or called names or whatever like these things that are okay respectfully rough yes and it's like you can I'm I'm trying to think of how to phrase this but essentially like so great if you can have like the confidence and the wherewithal to call me like a dirty slut in bed and then later like you're nice to me and make me coffee and respect me yep so it's really good so I have this rule that I'll try anything once per partner Ooh. And the reason that I established that rule is because of, like, rough stuff. Yeah. Because the first, time, the first time that it, that that was a thing, first of all, I was young. It was with my, the guy, the one guy that's been my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about it mm. um, because we were young and we just I don't know you just don't talk about it as much and I there were times when I was like are you is this coming from a good place like I feel a little bit this seems a little hostile but then I was like I just don't like rough sex okay then I this wasn't until recently this was when I lived in California actually like a year ago Mm -hmm. I was hooking up with this guy maybe also from Hinge maybe it's how guys or Bumble but anyways he he turned out to be a oh my god the trash baggiest human of all (laughs) time of all time however he did one good thing which was like notify me A that he liked rough things B asked me if I wanted to engage in those rough things and C when we did that together, it was, like, more of, like, a, like, primal yeah. urge type of feel. Yeah. It <laughs> like was organic. pulling my hair, but, like, pulling it to the side so that he could kiss my neck type, like. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. 
the the first person that I had rough sex with, same thing that it feels like you were just explaining where it was like, it felt like something that I could be into, but then it got to a point like where I was like, do you just hate me? Like why are you right. like, being so like, mean? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay, but also like so but on that same vein, there was this guy that like he actually also ended up being not that cool. But like was was like <laughs> Not like choking me, but was literally like I don't know. Trying to kill you. He conducted himself. Yes, like I was like, are you like, are you well choking to injure? Yeah, choking to injure me right now. Like it was. It's like a kind of scary situation to be in. Um. So this this guy that is a this this guy that I'm fucking right now. The current man. Fucking with emotional ties. Um. Is is an MMA fighter. He could kill you. So that is some, that's interesting. And that goes back to me say, like you talking about safety, like feeling safe. And there was one time when we were together and I was saying like, I feel so safe when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, girls tell me that all the time. Like I'm an MMA fighter. So like if someone walked through the door, I, I could kill them. Like is, is what girls say to him. Like you make me feel safe because you could kill someone. And what you meant was maybe something a little right. different. That's, and that's what I told him. And he was like, yeah, and also, like, if a guy walks through the door, I'm not going to fucking kill him. Like, that's not <laughs> accurate. I shan't kill for you. I'm sorry. Right, right. MMA fight going. The reason that I said that is because, again, respectfully rough. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, like, the first time we had sex, I was like, I don't really want that right now like I don't really want like all the power you have to oh, offer yeah. and he was like yeah yeah like gentle okay like gentle romantic sex I understand that that's fun too Yeah. and I was like you're a good guy but choking how do you feel about it I don't like it I don't like it either I feel like it's stupid even when it's done right like air quotes right like what even could that be why? I feel like that comes from a place of just, and this is this is such a judgmental statement. I know a lot of people like it, but I also feel, and I did a poll on this, I feel like a lot of people quote unquote like it just because they think it's like edgy or cool right now. So like slapping someone around, I mean like a lot of people, like slapping someone on the ass is pretty standard, I think. Like biting, it's all kind of sexy. Mm-hmm. Choking? What the fuck is choking? I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't know. But I know, I know women. It doesn't who... fit. It doesn't fit into my preferred narrative of like primal. No. I want more of you, sex. Exactly. Like, it just doesn't. And I don't want to pass out. And if you know what though, I really do put a lot of weight on other people enjoying their experience not just in like sex scenarios but like really like I have very few of my own hobbies because one of my favorite hobbies is going to enjoy things that my friends like to do with them like I really I know that I'm really laid back and truly laid back so like I'll go do whatever because if someone is more high maintenance and isn't going to be happy in a situation like we might as well go do what they want to do because I'll enjoy myself regardless yeah 
if my partner was like, I don't know why or could give me a reason why they wanted to choke me or wanted me to choke them mm-hmm. and they really enjoyed that, I probably would do it. That's like, that's yeah. be- if, if I were to be choked, the only reason would be because my partner sat down with me and said, like, listen, I really love this. Yeah, no, and I totally, I think it's really important for me that, like, everyone around me is really comfortable all the time. And it, I think, does me a disservice when it comes to dating, where I almost start, I, I feel like I almost start acting like the other person just to put them mm-hmm. at ease. And so, like, if someone asked me to choke them, I'd absolutely be like, let's do this. But it wouldn't be, like, my thing. I'm not the one that's going to initiate it, let's just put it that way. No, I'm never going to be like... And that's not something that I'm doing with someone that I don't care deeply about. I want to go through some of the polls I've done recently because I thought they were... I personally thought they were really interesting. I don't know if everyone else did. You know know I have a huge problem with the two-choice, like... Everyone does. I'm a I'm a I'm a Gemini, so getting, I think that's why we I'm get getting, along so well. I'm an Aries. I'm getting a little bit more into into it. Yeah, and I don't. I think I'm like learning a little bit. I'm, I'm also wearing like, crystals right now that are supposed to help me communicate. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I thought your energy was particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the crystals. I thought your aura was a little different. Do you feel um, it? <laughs> Okay, which polls are you talking about specifically? Okay, let's go through some of these. Did you answer the worst date story? Do you have one? Oh, yes. Yes, I yes I did. So this is the worst date that never happened. Um, and I'll tell you why. So uh, this was on a dating app also. I'm in contact with this guy for like two weeks. This is when I was living in Boston. So I go to meet up with him. I picked a restaurant in Harvard Square. I am walking to the restaurant and I get a call, a message from him that's like, hey, you're riding the T, right? Um, Public transportation. We had talked about that, that I didn't have a car. So um, he was like, just wait at the top of the T station and I'll meet you. So I'm waiting at the top of the T station um, so that we can walk to the restaurant together and a man approaches me. Well, like a guy and he's asking me for directions. I'm helping him with directions. And I notice that he's wearing a Notre Dame, um, sweatsuit. That was the year that Ohio state was playing Notre Dame in like a bowl game. So mm-hmm. I was like kind of talking shit to him. Like, yeah. Oh, you're playing Ohio state. Well, good luck, buddy. Yada, yada. <laughs> the guy ends up asking me for my phone number because he wants to take me on a coffee date. Now, the important part here is that at this point, I was feeling like hot shit because the guy that I was going on a date with was very good looking. Uh-huh. And this man was just asking me to go to coffee out of the blue. Like, so. That's a successful morning. Day. Right. Well, it, well it's, uh, it was evening, but day. Yes. So that guy walks away from me. And I'm waiting and I get a message that's like, hey, um, before we meet up, I have from the guy that I'm supposed to go on a date with. Before we meet up, I have something to tell you. Um, I'm older than it said on my dating profile. What? And you're going to be able to tell when you see me. What? So I was like, how old are you? And he's like 40. And I was like, how old were you? Listen, I was 22. So I was like, okay, well, um, we're already meeting up like. 
just okay I don't really like that you lied to me but let's just like figure it out in yeah. person because I'm waiting here in the cold like okay. yeah then I get another message from him and he's like okay you took that really well here's another thing and I'm like what he's like I'm trans and that put me in a really fucking weird situation because I don't want to be like, oh, shit, okay. So really, the, it was because, really, it was the lying. Yeah, I was exactly. like, ew, why didn't you tell me this before? Yeah. It's not at all about a person being trans. Right. But as soon as he and says And then that, you can't be like, yes to the age, and then as soon as he says trans, that was so no. sneaky. Right. So then... I get a third message. I'm like, okay, well, if we're compatible, we're compatible. Just let's just go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, like come to where I am, please. Yeah. I get another message that's like, I also am married. My wife knows about this. What? And I said, okay, I'm not doing that. That is okay for you. I'm not comfortable. That's not a relationship I want to be in. You also didn't sign up for that. Like, exactly. did he make it seem like he was single? Exactly. What yes. the fuck? So, but the plot thickens, so don't worry. So, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. Like, I'm gonna, I'm walking away. And he is like, that's really a bummer. But, like, isn't being mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Like, I'm really sorry that you're struggling so much with all of these things that you felt like you couldn't tell me that from the get-go. Right. I. How much more could there be? Oh, oh, I go home. Mind you, I'm riding public transportation. So like I'm in public this whole time. I walk back to my house. I'm like, wow, that was fucking weird. I'm telling all my friends like, yeah, that date that I was supposed to go on with that really hot guy. Wow. Took a turn for the unusual, but whatever (laughs) that happens. I get a text the next day from the coffee guy. Okay. And it's like, hey, it's me. Want to go on a coffee date still? And he's like chatting me up. I am in grad school at the time, so I go to class. Like, oh, you're not responding? You never let Ryan wait that long. Ryan was the name of the guy that I was supposed to go on a date with the night before. Wait, what? You never let Ryan wait that long. Turns out it was either one guy or, like, a group of guys that, like, catfished me. And the guy who talked, approached me, asked me for directions, and asked me out to coffee was involved with, was new, or is the same guy that was catfishing me. What? So, yep, and he was like, you're racist, you're you're against trans people, you're homophobic, you're, you are, you, like, all these kinds of people that I'm not. And Wait, I was he like, said that you, were... you lied to me, you lied. That in and of itself, it makes me not want to go... Yeah. On a date with you. Like, it's not, it's about the fact that you lied. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he was like, I just wanted to see, like, I was talking to you as Ryan, but I wanted to see how you reacted to me when you saw me in public. So this dude knew where I was. I was like off my rocker because I felt like he followed me home. I would feel like Because I I didn't know, like, his location. Because I wasn't paying attention to him because he just asked me for directions. Okay, wait, I have a question then. Yeah. Which, like, if you, if you had then, if, if whoever it was had been like, I'm 40, I'm trans, 
I'm married, and you'd been like, cool, 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 checks all my boxes, like, let's meet up, would it have then been the man that you met? And he would have been like, surprise, so. like, you already like me, and, like, what? I don't know. That's wild. So, um, yeah, so that's, like, I had to sleep with pepper spray for, like, six weeks after that. Oh, my God. Um, I was so scared. I would be, too. That's ridiculous. All from a dating app. All and then, like, I app. felt like an idiot because, like, my parents have been lecturing me about using dating apps in the first place because they think internet dating is, like, scary and irresponsible. Right. Yeah. So that's, like, the worst date that was never actually a date. That was a really good story. Thank Sorry. you for sharing. Oh, no problem. That well, was not on Hinge, in case you're still up for Hinge sponsorship. That was not from Hinge. No one like that would ever be on Hinge. No, 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 no. If you were single and set up on a blind date... I actually went on a blind date, blind-ish, with one of my coworkers' husband's friends. How'd it go? His, he was divorced, well, he's in the process of getting a divorce or is divorced or something, mm -hmm. and he just wasn't ready to be dating. Yeah. He was a great guy. I had a really good time on the date, and then, like, the last hour of it went really poorly because I accidentally asked him a question that was super triggering, and then... Like, I didn't mean to. What so was I the was question? like, oh, what do you do? So he was a, a, a merchant mariner or something. Like, a, like he works on, on oh, I guess he's not a merchant mariner, but he works on an oil rig. So he's gone for three weeks, then home for three weeks. And I was like, oh, what do you do with your place? Like, who do people get your mail? Like, if you're there for three weeks and gone for three weeks. And he was like, uh, I live with my parents because I can't pay child support and pay alimony and have my own place, especially if I'm gone for three weeks and then like nosedived. And so it we was had kids too. He has a kid. Yeah. Would you date uh, someone with kids? A hundred percent. I love kids. I think I'm I would too. Kids. Yeah. I 100% have baby fever. Um, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. I would, I feel, and I've told you this, but I feel the same way about kids as most people our age feel about dogs. Like I want to talk to every kid. I want to pet every kid. I want a kid of my own. Um, I, I mean, don't, I don't want a kid of my own right now, but like I love babies mm -hmm. so much. And every single one that I see, I feel like I'm going to, die if I don't touch it yeah um I don't really have an emotional connection to animals so it for me I'm kind of like this is gonna get me a lot of haters but hopefully I will have won people over by this point in the podcast um <laughs> I'm kind of like your dog likes you because you feed them you you have a dog for 15 or 16 years or whatever and then they die and like you're not you're not nor is the world like much better off after that mm. like for me the i can deal with the cons of raising a kid much more than i can deal with the cons of raising a an okay. animal yeah i understand um and then like hopefully the kid goes on to be like a functioning member of society yes who, i mm -hmm. have i have this cat and i'm genuinely so obsessed with her that it's it's pathetic. It's, like, truly gross. But the instant I had a human baby in my life, <laughs> like, no. Mm -mm. I love you. Um, yeah. She's like, Mom, why are you saying these things? <laughs> she hears me. But I also, I mean, like, 
I love animals. I think that I can like, I, I think I connect with them, but at the same time, I understand that there's a little bit of like a fallacy to that because while I think that animals are special and amazing, I also still believe that we are far more important than them. I wonder if eventually people in California will start listening to this podcast and hate me, but I don't believe in the whole like compassionate diet thing. I think if the whole world became vegan, we would run out of food in 10 minutes. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, are your parents still married? Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Do you look up to their relationship? Absolutely. When I was younger, my dad got really sick and essentially was about to die. That's, I'm sorry. I, I, I just still <laughs> feel uncomfortable about it. So yeah. <laughs> he was about to die. My mom had to like deal with the things that come with that yeah. on her own. And as a professional that works with, I don't work with adults anymore, but that has worked with adults who had problems similar to what my dad was going through. To see so many of those couples break up because... Really? Because their personality changes or because the person, as a result of their new disability, their whole, like, outlook and and way that they function changes. I've seen so many broken families because of that that I'm really impressed by how my parents handled it. And... They're always a fucking team. So, like, my mom and I didn't get along very well when I was younger Mm -hmm. because she was raised differently than... She wasn't very open-minded, nor was she willing to learn at a certain point. Like, she was like, that's just how I was raised. And I was like, okay, that's not no longer an excuse because you can educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And she refused to do so. Now she's way better. But I would say to my dad, like, I don't understand how you married her which is like really mean but I just yeah like she's not that cool like what the (laughs) fuck because I'm really similar to my dad Mm -hmm. and my dad would always be like you can't say that stuff to me I'm not siding with you I'm siding with your mom I we can't have this conversation because you're not gonna get what you want out of it yeah because I'm with your mom I'm not with you Mm -hmm. um and it that really is something that I want in a relationship. I completely agree. I like, I've always thought, and this is so stupid that the first time I heard that was a really long time ago in like a people interview with uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, where they were like talking about all of the millions of children they've adopted and like how they manage their relationship. They were like, our policy is that we come first. Like our relationship comes before the kids no matter what, like, if it came down to it and, like, there was whatever, like, the situation was, like, our relationship is the most important thing and, like, that's what I want, you know? Like, your kids are going to be important to you. I don't think that it's necessarily, like, you're choosing between them, but, like, I was here first and I want you to, like, still be loyal to me above this not-nosed brat that we have. And I think that would have, like, my parents have worked out stuff on their own that I don't know about. So so my theory is that my mom and I didn't get along because my mom and dad had compromised on several of his personality traits that she doesn't need to compromise with me on because we're not in love. And we're not trying to make a relationship work. Yeah. Yeah. She's my mom. We have a relationship. She birthed me. (laughs) We don't need to work on it. Yeah. That's that's so valid. And, And so 
I don't know about all of that. Like, I know that they did at one point go to therapy after my dad was sick. But, like, from what my mom says, it wasn't, like, much needed. It was just, like, kind of preventative. Checking the box. Right. So they've already worked through those things. And and if my dad had listened to me go on and on about the reasons that my mom annoyed me, it probably would have caused problems with them, too, because my dad's really similar to me. And he would have been like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, like that does make me mad. But they've already talked about it. They've already worked through it. Yeah. So for him to set boundaries like, oh, we're not going to talk about that because so good. We don't need to. I know they're I mean, they're they're not perfect. But, you know, you know, like they're a really good example. I am so, so super lucky. I read one time that like the secret to longevity and like deep commitment and holding on to that for a long time is, um, like everyone has problems and different ways of dealing with them. But like, if you admire the other person and you can look up to them, that's really sustainable. And that's just like key in like a long-term relationship. I think that's really true. Like if you can find something that, um, that you really admire in someone, it would be really hard to walk away from that. Yes. So you texted me about plan B and I was not putting oh the work God. on women over 150 pounds, which is bullshit because no one is under 150 pounds. Kristen, did you know this? That plan B doesn't work on women that are under, or I mean, I'm sorry, over 165 pounds. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen's woke as fuck. She seems she woke. Burn <laughs> toast. I know it says it on the box, but not everybody reads the box when they're panicking about well, like, maybe having a child. Plan B, you are panicking, and you're gonna read all of it. Yeah, that's I didn't like, do that. I didn't know I that. I popped it and like threw that the, box away. I've taken Plan B twice. Once when I lost my virginity, and the other time was in college. You took it when you lost your virginity. Was yeah. that? Was, it's because it was unprotected. Mm, yeah, and I didn't really know like what was. <sighs> happening yeah. I mean like, that sounds stupid but like no I didn't know I didn't know what the outcome for him was yeah like the, it was it was stupid when did you if you don't have to answer but when did you lose your virginity I was 18 it's a great age it I felt like yeah I felt like that was good for me it's kind of it was a one-night stand mm-hmm. but I knew the person previously um we were in a swimming pool and we were skinny dipping with like a a bunch of people pool for the first time i did i did and then on a on a picnic table in the pool area was your vagina okay um from what i remember i mean i obviously wasn't scarred from the experience so yeah but but i will get on my high horse about this water is not lube it's not it's not it's not it's not lube men men boys are you listening water is a loop thanks so i we were skinny dipping and like a uh a, a, the remainder of our friends were like oh, okay we're kind of over this and me and the guy were like we're not that over this and then <laughs> it just kind of escalated that's such a good that's a good story that's a good first time story thank you we have very easy conversation we truly do and Kristen's getting a first-hand look at it all <laughs> You've kind of talked about how you don't, you're just not very quickly enamored with people or with many people in general. So if you go on a date with someone 
that you're not feeling chemistry with, um, how does that play out? Are you still, like, kind of nice and charming the whole date? At the end of it, are you just like, this is fun, but I don't want to see you again? Like, what happens? Yeah, um, I'm, I would say that I really do enjoy, like, talking to people and getting to know people regardless of how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about how I react. Like, if someone is a is not a good person, in my opinion, or, like, our moral... I guess that's not fair to say. If my morals don't line up with theirs, or, like, we differ on several key issues in a way that makes me think that they're not a good person, then I'll, I'm a little bit more abrasive. Like, mm, yeah. I don't agree with that, but yeah. I'll entertain the conversation. Um, and I would say that people generally get the idea from me. Like they get it because I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh, they, you can just see it on my face. Like I'm yeah. not very good at faking it sending mixed signals that's so great though that's like a skill very infrequently do I have to say like hey I just really don't feel that way or they'll say like do you are you interested in a second date and I just say we can hang out again but it's not going to be in this way can't I know it's just going to get worse if I don't tell them the truth yeah and that's true it's right. that's me, me talking to myself and being like Lauren grow up right I've done a lot of I've done a lot of work on myself in terms of being realistic about what's in my control and what's out of my control yeah and then also what how I say things to reflect that it's not a bad thing it just isn't the thing for me like saying to someone that you feel like isn't contacting you enough or saying to someone that isn't giving you what you need in a relationship a statement that's like this is what I need or want to feel secure in this interaction if you can't give that to me then it's time that I move on you don't have to change I just am telling you what I want if you rise to that then perfect if not, then we can move on, and I'm not going to be that upset about it. That's so amazing, and I'm so glad that was recorded. That was so wise. Thank you. Do you want to be a guru? Maybe my guru? I yeah, can't I really can, say that I, word. What? I definitely do like talking about this stuff and giving advice. I don't know that I'm like at guru level, um, but I do feel like I'm pretty – pretty like level-headed and not always in my own life but it's pretty easy for me to see in other situations like different angles yeah so that was amazing wisdom and advice and before we wrap up I just want to ask you if you could go back in time and right as little 18 year old Devin was coming out of that pool there's something you could tell her about life what would it be I don't know that I would make a difference what I told her. <laughs> like, you're not going to... That crazy. Yeah, I was crazy back then. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Have you seen that vine? Yes, yeah, that's what I was... I don't even remember. I was probably blacked out. I was crazy back then. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, of course I could tell her things like, be more upfront about what you want. Like, don't take it personally if someone isn't interested in mm. you. Maybe, like, to just 
take more risks in terms of telling people that I was interested in that I was yeah. interested in them. Yeah. Like, it's like, like stupid, basic self-esteem stuff. Like, you're worth it. You are, like, beautiful and smart and man. <laughs> like, just dumb stuff. But yeah. then, like, but I wouldn't have been listening then anyway, so it doesn't That's so matter. real. Like, I wasn't listening so to anyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people were telling me that at that yeah. time. I didn't need myself to tell me that. Go back in time. Yeah. I, people were telling me that. I was like, but, meh. Like, I, <laughs> no, I thanks. But I'm tired of girls telling me that. When will a guy tell me that? Like, it's, uh, I'm just, yeah. I was just young. Yeah. Stupid. Okay, my question is, what is your favorite sexual awakening of a character in a TV show or movie that you've watched i have to think about that one for a second okay um i have a least favorite for you right off the bat which is rory okay. gilmore uh, okay i feel like she made a lot of <laughs> stupid choices and did not appreciate any of them um maybe i mean john snow's was pretty good okay so the reason i'm asking you this question is because Kristen and i are re-watching game of thrones Oh, in shit. preparation for the eighth season release in April. Yeah. We just watched the episode where Daenerys gets schooled by that, her, like, handmaid or whatever, on being dominant in the bedroom right. with called Rogo. And that, for me, was unreal. I was watching that, and I was like... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I mean, wow. It's good advice. She. Yeah, but then also we we talked about how we love the show Riverdale. Ugh, I love Riverdale, and I can't watch it every season. And uh, what's her name? Um, Bet- Betty. Betty. Betty and her whole like BDSM thing. In like I'm kind of like, ooh, girl. Ooh. It made me wanna have sex in a wig. Yeah, or, like, I was not attracted to Jughead at all until, like, the first time him and Betty, like, went at it, and I was like, sis. Yeah. Sister. And now I'm, like, obsessed with him. Right, he's, yeah. Did I tell you that right now, literally on my TV screen, I'm watching, um, One Tree Hill for the first time. Oh! I love that. It is so sexist. So what I, I understand... So I watched that show every episode that was ever released. It was not on the air when I watched it, sophomore year of college. Right. In, I would say, two or three weeks. And, like, one time I was describing that to someone, and I was, they were like, what, how did you do that? And I was like, you know, I think I may have been in a, like, depressive episode at that time (laughs) like I really do yeah think that I wasn't going to class I wasn't hanging out with anyone I was sleeping during the day and staying up all night watching fucking One Tree Hill like I do not think I was in a good spot at all there are parts of college and this is maybe ending this up this episode on a dark note but like there are parts of college I just don't like thinking about because I'm like I don't even know who that was I feel like I was so I just, like, disassociated from everything, and I would watch, like, I would just, like, rewatch Scrubs, like, every season, even though I've seen yeah. it a dozen times. Okay, so for my, this, this is also very dark, but, um, like, you know, I always have, like, 
not thought that I was better than other people, but like thought that I was in a good place because I was like, I don't need alcohol to be social, but I do think alcohol is fun. Yeah. Facts. Then I recently thought back on college because I just started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Do you like your yeah. therapist? I do. Awesome. Dr. It took Kim me a is... long time to find a good one. No, I, I like her. Good. She has so far led me in the right direction. I basically like figured out that I don't, I spend, first of all, an insane amount of time thinking about stupid shit, imagining yes. things. Um, mostly it all stems from personal relationships and taking what people say at face value. Yes. I have a really, really hard time doing that. Yeah. And it causes me so much like stress and exhaustion because Mm -hmm. I go to like the ends of the earth thinking about certain scenarios based on some, and so much so that I can't tell what's real and what I've made up. Yeah. So I think back to college because I was like, damn, why is this just happening to me now? Like, (laughs) and I really, wasn't is as exhausted by it in college because I didn't spend much time with people when I wasn't drunk. Like mm, I didn't even yeah. know what they were saying at face value because I was drunk. Yeah. Like, which is like, I don't think I'm an alcoholic because I, I, that wasn't, that's no longer a trend, but my friends were like, Devin, you didn't act this way in college. And I was like, yeah, because I had no idea what the fuck you were saying because we were drunk. And yeah. I like didn't, I couldn't think about it yeah. because I was impaired. Like that's a really good point. And like, and we all drink. So like, I, I mean the circles that we ran in, like we all drink so much. Right. Constantly. And it's, it's not like, yeah. And it was, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, um, no, I was feeling that way, and I just was not honest with myself about yeah. how I was coping yeah. or whether that coping mechanism was healthy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I was, like, super fucking not myself, I yeah. guess. Um, and luckily, like, found people who support me and love me and actually got to the root of who I was. So mm-hmm. I loved college. I miss college, but I'm so much better off now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, better looking than I ever was then, so. Yeah. I complain. Like, I, yeah. I'm, we're really Just pretty. Like, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure I'm going to, like, ask you to be on again. We'll, Anytime. Um, I, I really like doing, I really like talking about myself, too. <laughs> um, you are an I excellent feel, guest. Thank you. And I feel like it's so important. It's so important to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And so many people can't or won't for whatever reason. Yeah. It was really great talking to you. We should, I'll, um, I'll try and reach out to you like outside of podcast. We should forge a friendship. <laughs> we should be um, in person sometime. Hey guys, it's Lauren. I just wanted to come back on real quick and thank you for listening to this episode with Devin slash the beginning of my apparently very intimate friendship with her. Um, Devin did want to plug Rhesus Rainbow as her 
charity slash cause for this episode. They fund adoption grants for children with Down syndrome. So the link to donate will be in the description for this episode, as well as in the link um, on our Instagram page, which is at results may vary pod on Instagram and my personal bio as well. Thanks for listening.